Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I am your host Maxine and we're on episode 44. All right, <laughs> it's time for that update. <laughs> Yickety! Yickety! Okay, but before we get into the update though, um, and by update I mean um, if you listen to the last, the previous episode, I mentioned how right after that recording, I was going to go on this date, and that did happen. <laughs> I know it kind of sounded like I was going to go as if it never happened, but no, it actually did happen. And the fact that I have to even say that shows my dating experiences has been trash for the most part in the past, <laughs> because I've had niggas in the past who would say, oh, let me take you out, or oh, when am I going to see you again? And then I will give niggas dates, times, and opportunity, okay? There will be no excuse (laughs) to not be able to see me. I have given you an open-ass window, okay? You know how those cable people will be like, oh, I could come between 8 and 12, 12 to 4 type of thing that was me okay and somehow these niggas in the past has always showed out to be niggas okay and um so the fact that i even have to say the day actually did happen this is is a testament to my past but the day did happen and i'll get to i'll get into it detail by detail um before i get into it get into it i want to just talk about this uh, journey that I'm on, this experience that I'm on, being sexless or sex-free or closing my legs to these niggas. Okay, I, I like that title better. But it's I, I'm not good on time. I'm not. I don't want to say I'm not good on time, but I don't really put too much emphasis on time. But if I were to put time on it, technically, it's been uh, when I say early June. So early June, so it's been about a month now since I've closed my legs to these niggas, and I am just overjoyed. (laughs) I'm overjoyed, and I thought that I would be like super tempted, super, oh my gosh, where's the next dick? Where's the next dick? But no, I'm chilling. Like, I'm chilling. And I don't think I've ever done anything with this much intention. It's so interesting to me because I have been pretty careless in the past. And um, I know careless kind of sounds negative. It has a negative connotation. But what what I'm trying to say is, yeah, I have been careless in the past. And I have just let my legs just open to these niggas. And many a times, it's been a, damn, I wish I never did that experience. It's been an experience, right? It's been something like, oh, okay, you learn, you grow. But if, you know how you you wish you could take, if I could just take one or two niggas back. (laughs) If I could just take one or two niggas back from this roster that I have, then I would feel better, you know? I would feel like, okay, I am worthy. (laughs) And I don't want to say that, but you know, like, there's been a lot of niggas in the past where I'm like, damn, why did, why did we have to fuck? Why did we have to go that far? Why did I let you in? You, all you said 
was I'm pretty and that was enough for me, you know? And that's what I mean by careless. I was not operating in the high standard that I am. And being in this closing my legs to these niggas journey that I'm on right now, it has really opened my eyes to my behavior in the past. It has opened my eyes to who I am, you know? A while, for a couple of episodes, I've been saying stuff like, I am enough. I'm enough, just as I am, blah, blah, blah. And being in this journey, I'm really sitting and accepting and embracing that truth. I think it's so easy to tell other people, oh, you're good. It was him, this and that. But sometimes when you're, like, I've had so many experiences in dating where I either been ghosted or the nigga just kind of like dwindled, it was inconsistent and things just fell apart. And I always felt like, okay, it was me. I'm not enough. I'm inadequate. I'm not worthy of love. And I would feel these things because it, when things happen two, three, four times, you know, it's like, damn bitch, what's wrong with you? Maybe you are unworthy. Fuck. <laughs> Just be happy in your lonely ass life. Just be happy. And for quite a while, I've been developing and accepting that identity. And that has been toxic. That has been toxic to my self. That has been toxic to my mindset. It's been toxic in the way I will operate with these niggas. And so I needed to go on. And so... And I'm saying all this because I realize I'm so grateful that things ended with old dude. I'm so grateful that it's not a back and forth. I'm so grateful that I'm really the type of person when I'm done, I'm done. Um, And I know, you know, you guys know about the guy from back home who has been in and out of my life. So I know when I say, oh, when I'm done, I'm done, then what about that nigga? Okay, but there's exceptions. <laughs> but even with him, I've been done with him and done with him. I feel like I said dumb. I've been done with him too, shit. But my point is there has been so many instances when I've realized I could have done better and now that I am seeing those experiences for what they were, there is no desire to go back or rekindle or to, you know how sometimes we like to, and we as in women, and some men too, of course, everyone like to kind of open that door to that ex situationship by, oh, you want to come over? And then next thing you know, y'all are fucking again. And then hoping the fucking will ensue romantic feelings. Hoping the fucking will make him want to be with you again and realize I've made a mistake. And so I found myself in those situations many a times and it hasn't served me. So now that I have... Now that I'm in the situation of like really loving me and embracing me and just like, damn, I wish this didn't have to be like this. This didn't have to be because I'm I'm closing my legs, you know, (laughs) like, why can I feel this way while my legs were open? (laughs) You You know what I'm talking about? No, but it's amazing. And I think about like 
Oh my goodness, I'm so happy it's over with old dude. Like, I don't miss him not once. Like, not once. And it's so weird because I've had instances with one-night stand niggas, you know, brief niggas, weekend niggas, who I would kind of miss afterwards. Like, oh man, I wish he'll text me. Or, oh man, I wish he'll know how to talk and continue this conversation. And I will have instances with those men who were so brief in my life, yet with this man who I was dating for two or three months, I don't miss it. I don't miss, and by it, I mean I don't miss what we had. I don't miss him. I don't, I don't, like, I don't try to recreate scenes in my head of what happened, hoping that, okay, maybe if I said this, it would have turned out differently. Like, I don't even replay shit. <laughs> like, when I sent that text to him and was like, you know, let's just let it go. I'm I'm undeserving of your inconsistency and the negative shift that you have given me. And so let's just let this go. That was really, that was the finale. Like that was the final moment. Door was closed. There was no, and when he said, okay, it was just like, okay. In that moment, of course, I felt like, damn nigga, you can't fight for me. But I was grateful that it was just that. I was grateful that, okay, this is it. Like, I don't want it. It was so toxic. And I think about, and it's weird because I, I don't like to really listen to previous episodes, but I will remember things I've said before, you know? Like, it's not like I don't like my voice. I love my voice and I love me, whatever, all that stuff. But it's just weird kind of hearing back to how I felt in a particular time and moment and seeing the complete difference now. <laughs> like, ah! Oh, I was like, yeah, he ain't safe, but so focus on how he makes me feel and how he treats me. <laughs> Nigga was controlling as fuck. That's how he treated me, controlling. <laughs> Controllingly, okay? That's how he tr treated me and so I would just think like like I would have moments thinking not missing him but thinking of had I still been in that situation with dude I would have been in a controlling environment even more I didn't realize I realized it here and there while I was in it but now that I'm fully like now that I'm out now that I've escaped and you know got released or whatever <laughs> I realized like I couldn't be my full self. Like there was always something that he'll make a comment on that made me feel like, okay, let me not laugh too hard. Let me not make a joke about this. Let me not just be me. And that's me, you know? I like to laugh. I like to make jokes. I like to make faces. I like to make light of things. I like to converse. I like to ask questions. I like to investigate. I like to, these are all things that make me who I am. And when I would show those signs of, or when I would just be me unapologetically, I felt like when I was with him, I had to apologize. And maybe not in the verbal, I'm sorry, but like in a, let me make it up to you in other ways type of thing. And so I'm just grateful that I'm not in that situation because I don't ever, like who wants to be in a situation where yourself is dying, you know? And, I, and not to sound dramatic, like I wasn't dying or whatever, but like, a piece of you had to be hidden, you know? A piece of you had to be apologized for. And as I'm getting older and being in this journey that I'm on, 
I, I'm not apologizing for shit. Like, I'm not apologizing for who I am. I'm not apologizing for what makes me me, you know? If you can rock, okay, that makes you cool. If you can't, bounce, you know? And... I just love that. Of course, there's moments I would think like, damn, I wish I wish I never did this. I wish I would have said this more. I wish I would have stood up for myself even more. But, you know, lesson learned, of course. And I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm grateful for what I did do. I'm grateful for speaking up and saying what I've said. I'm, I'm grateful for closing that door and really closing it, you know. It's closed. I'm grateful for not missing him and not allowing myself to think and make sometimes has like sometimes I would try to put flowers on things that are dead like no this is dead this was toxic this this smelled bad there there should be no flowers on a pig okay there should be no flowers and maybe on a grave if you want to talk about like you know stuff like that but aside from things that are dead like spoiled rotten milk you can't put vanilla extract in rotten milk and expect for it to still be good that shit is not good it's toxic and so i remember like just with previous dudes even though I knew they weren't good for me and they didn't value me, I would try to create this image in my head of, well, okay, but he was tall. <laughs> he had a beard. Uh, he, he held me tight and he, like, I would try to make these things that really didn't conjure up to anything positive but i would kind of piece these things together to make myself feel like okay it's okay to deal with this toxicity it's okay what no bitch no it ain't <laughs> no it ain't and so being in this closing my legs to these niggas journey i've just i've really realized more of my worth and I think sometimes a lot of women who realize, and this is no shade, <laughs> maybe it is, but a lot of times women don't realize their worth until they're with someone who treats them well. And that's good, right? But it's also like now you're attaching your worth to how people treat you. And I, I never wanted to be, and I'm so independent as far as um, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Like I don't like to rely on other people to make me me or to make me tick to make me who I am period you know um so that's a little tricky when some when women will sometimes find themselves in better relationships than they previous were and realize their worth in that relationship I will advocate and encourage for us to find find our worth on our own period like Period. Like just be on your self improvement journey and realize your worth prior to you getting in a better relationship. You know, do that work within self. And then when you do meet someone who could treat you the way you deserve, you know that because you know you deserve it. You, you don't know that because, oh, he treats you like that. You know, like, I want you to still know your worth, even if you may come across someone who's a little toxic or a lot of toxic, and it's like, no, you still know your worth, 
and you're leaving or you left that situation because you know your worth. You know what I mean? So I think it's a little tricky when we attach our worth to things and people because even the most uh, respectful man could slip up. People slip up. I slip up. You know, niggas slip. Niggas, niggas slip up. Okay. And so when we don't like when we leave them the power to influence how we feel about ourselves, that's a little dangerous. So I just encourage everyone to not do that if you're doing that, whatever. But yeah, like I am so grateful for just the eye-opening uh realizations i've had during this journey and i haven't even been like sexual like i have well of course right but like i haven't even like i've gone out here and there i don't really go out like that like that but when i do go out i would like i guess i will kind of like seek for ooh, who's that fine dude over there Ooh, let me kind of get close Ooh, let me let him see me type of thing and when i've been out lately Ever since I've been on this journey, I haven't really been, like, seeking for niggas. Like, I haven't really been looking out. Oh, look at that cute. Like, look, I spot a cutie, period, right? I spot cuties, period. But I haven't uh, made it a priority. My thing is just, like, when I go out, I'm going out having fun. Of course, an attractive man will come up and boom, boom, boom. But... It's never, it's never like, okay, I have to, you know, meet at least one fine ass nigga and see, see, see what it is type of thing. So I'm just like in me, like I'm in me, if that makes sense. Like I'm in who I am and whoever comes my way comes my way. And a lot of niggas have come my way. So that brings me to... Uh, this, let me call, I don't want to be too descriptive because that nigga listens. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> but, okay, whatever. But, um, let's, uh, let, anyways, well, I'll figure it out, a nickname, whatever. But, um, that brings me to, so, there was this, like, pool party that I went to with my friends. And... There were just like a couple of niggas there, a couple of African niggas, whatever. And so I've had, there was like a few of them who would like come, like isolate me in a manner where if I'm in the pool, they will like try to swim closer to me to tell me a message. <laughs> or if I'm by the, by the table getting some food, they will try to like speak in my ear. Like, nigga, back up! <laughs> what? What are you about to say? Why are you so close? Hello? <laughs> Yo, it would be the weirdest thing. Like, okay, thanks. Got it. But... I guess they do it in a way to not show that they're creepy, but it still comes off kind of like, nigga, okay, it's a little creepy. So one dude, <laughs> I'm in the pool, he's in the pool, we pooling, okay? And um, he's like, he swims closer to me. And mind you, I'm in the pool, I'm just, I love the water. So I'm like floating, I'm in my head. I'm just like, la da dee da dee da doing my thing. Trying not to drown, even though it was just four feet. But, you know. <laughs> and he, he like, swims. Not swims, but, like, kind of floats near me. And he kind of floats right. Nigga was face to face. Okay? Face 
Two Faced. I'm just like, what are we doing today? What's going on? What's what are we doing? Hello, hi, okay, thanks. So he's just like, I just want to say, I just want to say, you're so beautiful. I I love I love dark skinned women. You're you know you holding it down. <laughs> I'm just like, thank you, thanks. <laughs> like I'm I'm glad I'm I'm holding it down for us, nigga. Like I don't. <laughs> It was just so like, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But he came so close. He came so close. I'm just I'm just like floating. And mind you, I'm in my mind doing my thing. And I happen to look forward. I see this dude right in my face. I'm like, okay, do I fight or do I smile? Like, what, what are we doing? You know, are you going to attack? Or are you trying to pick me up and try to do something? What's up? Okay, so when he said that, I was like, oh, because <laughs> I didn't realize that he was going to say anything, period, because I'm just moving around. He comes straight to my face and says, you know, says all of that. And I was like, okay, thank you. Got it. Like, okay, thanks. Thank you. I appreciate it. Cool. One dude, another guy comes to me. Yo, you're like, are you, um... Are you Haitian? And apparently he, you know, was a couple of Haitians. And, you know, there is a look that a couple, there is a look that Caribbeans know of other, like, Caribbeans. So, like, Haitians know a Haitian, you know? We may not have ever met, but, bitch, I know you're Haitian. Like, I can tell. You know, there's a look. And that's not to be racist or stereotypical. It's just like, bitch, we know. You know, if you're in the culture, you know people who have the same cultural tendencies, the same um just like same mannerisms and just there's a there is an aesthetic as well to it um but that i know there's a stereotype that there are no lighter skinned haitians and there are like black people don't look just one way so we are definitely not um monolithic so but there is a look there is a look there is a mannerism all that so then he was an african man well he is an african man and he has some Haitian friends, and so he was able to d dictate, and he knew that I wasn't African, you know, so that's what I appreciate, like, wow, you're able to kind of tell, but yeah, he was able to tell, and he uh, correctly identified me, <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah, and then so he's in the pool with us, whatever, then he goes on and say, you're very, I know you're Haitian, but I'm gonna call you an African goddess, you're beautiful, I'm like, hold up, Haitian goddess will be fine, thank you. But like, it was, and I'm saying all this to say, like a plethora of niggas, <laughs> just okay, like okay, <laughs> thank you. You know, so it's just nice, and um, it goes to show that even when you're not seeking, like I wasn't seeking for them, I wasn't looking for them, like I, I really was not checking for them. I was checking for someone else. <laughs> Who else is who else is coming to the spot? Cause none of y'all was like hitting me, you know. So, but you know, a compliment is a compliment. I appreciate it. And so, it was just nice. Cause I think when <clears throat> before, you know, I was like careless and just you know <laughs> leaving my legs open. Um, I would seek out whether subconsciously or consciously these niggas trying to see what it is, you know, what what's up, and. I wouldn't get enough or I wouldn't feel like I got enough uh, feedback or enough positive, uh, you know, embrace. So 
I I think it's just interesting that while I'm on this journey, I'm I'm loving me more and I'm knowing my own worth, period, just as I am, not attached to a man. Um, but of course, it feels nice when a man or men come to you without you seeking, without you succumbing them to, they just come to you and they just praise you. So I think there's something to that. There is an energy that I am exuding, that I am walking in, that is calling for these things. So what's up? Come to mama. <laughs> so I think that's interesting. Anyways, let's get to uh, <clears throat> one dude in particular, this Nigerian, who... Well, <laughs> Look, I don't know. I'm going to be respectful. I've learned that <laughs> I need to be a little bit respectful when I describe these niggas. I'm going to say nigga, but it's, it's okay. I need to say more. Uh, look, let, let me just say he wasn't uh, my first choice, okay? Um, but, okay, cool, whatever. Anyways, he, <laughs> I know I'm, not, I'm being a little vague, but let me just say that. Cool, super cool dude, whatever. So I met him there, and I think Nigeria, look, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it without sounding racist, but a lot of these Nigerians that I have encountered are scammers. <laughs> Did you hear me? Yeah. Scammer, like, yo, they always got a business that they're doing that is in Nigeria that is profiting off of corruption, okay? What do I call that? A scam. What do I call that? Corruption. And what do I call that? A broke nigga trying to get off other broke people. Like, that. I don't like that, okay? That is a complete turnoff. So I'm going to call you all the way out. And I'm saying this because... While we were there, so I'm at the table trying to see what the food looking like. <laughs> what What's on this table? What can I eat? Okay? So he's standing by me, you know, getting fucking close. Like, hi. And there is just this lack of common decency that he displayed during that whole time I was there. He would look at me up and down like I am a chicken drumstick, okay? Nigga would look at me up and like, just, ew. And I think it's even more disturbing when someone who I am not attracted to is looking at me like that because it's like, ew, please don't find me attractive, sir. I don't find you attractive. Please stop. No, please stop. Please stop. And so, but you know, I'm respectful. I'm, I smile to get out of things. Like I need to, I do want to work on that in some ways, but I do see that has a blessing in how I am. So I'm embracing that. But sometimes I do need to kind of whip out that attitude more. And I do here and there, but ugh, I just think about that moment and I'm just still shivering. Hey everyone, please support God Built This podcast by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash God Built This. 
You can pledge to pay $5 or more monthly. Any amount is appreciated. Your money goes towards production costs of the show and you'll have exclusive access to content that will only be released on patreon.com slash godbuiltthis. That is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash godbuiltthis. Now let's get on with the show. Anyways, so... He is looking at me up and down, licking his dinosaur ass mouth in my face. <laughs> Nigga look like, was, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna work on being respectful. Anyways, we're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> look like a whole dinosaur looking at me. Like, look, look, nigga, look at that chicken drumstick on the table. Not me, sir. Not me, okay? So he's looking at me up and down, and I'm just trying to save face. I'm trying to like move on okay he goes on to ask me if like if I like when was the last time I've been to Haiti like just talk like that and so I asked him oh he just shared actually I didn't I don't think I asked him but he just shared right after he was like oh I've been to oh, no I did ask him he's like oh I've been to Nigeria I go to Nigeria frequently he was there I, I want to say probably a few months ago pretty frequent and he said he's like starting this oil business, this engineering business type of shit there. And he went in to describe how there's a lot of corruption there, but he realized that uh, he can make more money there than he can here in America. And I said to him, well, isn't that still bad though? You're making money off of, corrupt, off of corruption, off of people who are broke and struggling. And like he was because and I had to kind of pop that bubble because nigga what how do you sleep at night like I don't I don't ever want to get to the, to a point of greed when I am delighted in people's misery like I don't ever I don't and I talk about here like financial struggles uh you know, trying to make a way or just like the system that is already fucked up as it is. But I still want to encourage myself to be of moral value, you know, to encourage others to be of moral value. It's one thing, I don't know, I just feel like even when it comes down to drug dealing, you know, I get it. You're making a way and you're not dealing uh crack maybe right maybe not anymore but i just feel like there there just has to be another way and and i and, and i say that for i say that for those who are um like in wall street the white niggas over there making corruption deals corrupted deals and there's a lot of different things that i could say that for but anyways when he said that, I just had to pop that bubble like, ew, like that's still gross. You're still making money off of people who are struggling. Like, do you do you feel happy? Are you happy with your life right now? Oh, <laughs> that's weird. Like, that's really weird. And so when I said that, his, his response was, oh, uh, what he said? He was saying, yeah, you know, it is corruption, but I realized that the problem there is much bigger than him and... He was saying how 
he is only one person he can't really do much to help with the problem there's a lot of people that the system in general need to be changed and blah 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 and here's the thing i hear that i hear that argument i understand that position you know but you know i'm okay it was one person you know i just feel like that's also an excuse and you abiding and contributing to the corruption isn't better like that's not like i see that you see that the corruption needs to be dealt with in a collective unit but you giving up and now contributing to that corruption makes you an eight shit nigga like that's whack <laughs> are you proud of yourself oh okay i i want to be proud of myself like that's so weird that's so weird to me so then he was saying that and so the conversation just kind of died and that's a red flag two three and four don't let a conversation die, nigga. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> know how to converse. Like I know how to converse. But there and I and I say that and I say you also have to be able to know how to sit in silence and let your body do the talking, you know? Don't talk to me every fucking second like okay nigga hold my hand hold my way stop making out or something like do something else besides talking because <laughs> what that mouth you know you know you know but th that that's that's important to me um so the conversation just kind of died he kept on looking he kept on looking at me with his weird ass eyes and so i'm just like <laughs> and i just kind of walk over to the other side of the table and then eventually walk back to my my poolside chair <laughs> It was just weird. So anyways, he would like flirt with me continuously. I'm just like, huh, you know what? I'm at a pool party. Nigga, what the fuck? Like, what? Go ahead. Like, go ahead, flirt. Like, whatever. Or I'll smile back. Like, I'm not flirting with him, but like I would like receive it or just be in the moment and whatever. Right? So he then joins us later on that day asking um so we went out he joins us later on that day and me and him ended up being just me and him together inside the spot that we were at our friends moved on to like the dance floor and i didn't want to move to the dance floor yet because i had a headache i just want i just needed some time whatever and he was standing there with me so I, we're standing together and he's looking at me up and down of course so then i called him out on it i'm just like okay why are you looking at me like that? And I said it like, just like that. You know, why are you looking at me like that? And then he starts laughing immediately. When a nigga starts to laugh, because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what joke did I say? When a nigga starts to laugh, that's guilty sign number one. Like, why are you laughing? Because I asked you, why are you looking at me like that? And you're laughing? That is the weirdest thing to me. So then he starts cracking up. I'm looking at him like... <laughs> Is he going to fill me in on the joke? What's up? He said, what, what, how am I looking at you? What do you mean? How am I looking at you? And here we go. That gaslit and shit. Like, nigga, you know how, you know how you looking at me. Don't gaslight me. Don't gaslight. Don't make me feel like it's in my head. I'm tired. That is the worst thing you could do to me when you make me feel like I'm crazy and that is in my head and maybe I am crazy a little bit, but nine times out of 10, I'm not and I'm on point. I'm in tune with the energy. I'm in tune with myself and I am in tune with the, what the fuck is going on, okay? And what the fuck going on right now is you're looking at me like you want something, 
okay? And I know I got what you want. And I'm not giving it to you, but I know you're looking at me like you want it. Like, let's, let's not play this game. Like, I wish men would be just upfront and say, like, if I call you out on something, you admit and be like, okay, you right, you know. And th- say something cute like, yeah, you right, you're just so damn fine. Or you're, you know, then, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm right, you can keep on looking at me like that. Then that's fine. But that's not, like, don't act like you weren't, look, nigga, you were licking your lips. Your lips were being licked while you were looking at me up and down. What? My breasts was, mind you, the dress that I was wearing, I need to update my wardrobe because a bitch is a little, little dick, okay? And my breasts in particular is a little, you know, a little plumped. So it was kind of busting out in a bit. It went with the dress, but I still felt a little subconscious because I'm just like, oh, man. I know half these niggas are going to be staring at my breasts, and here we go. Um, so maybe there's responsibility I could take from that. But even so, I just feel like control your ass. Like, control yourself. You know how to control yourself. At least you should. At this age, at least you should, okay? So um, I call him out on it. He gaslits me and say, oh, well, how am I looking at you? I then say, like, I'm... A piece of meat he then goes on to say well I'm not looking at you like that I look at everybody like that so you look at everybody and I and I'm mind you I am saying to him what I'm saying to y'all right now then I say you look at everybody like a piece of meat so he then I got him boom boom he's back in the corner he's literally in a corner and I'm in front of him and so he then says um <laughs> He, no, he, so I said that to him. He then starts to laugh, which is a, <laughs> did I say that's a sign of guilt? <laughs> when a nigga starts to laugh after you said a straight up comment that isn't intended to be a joke, where is the funny? Because <laughs> I don't know, if, I'm trying to figure out what joke did I say, okay? Um, so then he starts to laugh. I'm laughing uncomfortably, like, <laughs> okay, like, you've been caught, nigga, what's up? So then he says, um, I'm really looking at you wondering, I wonder what she's thinking. I wonder what she's thinking. I hate you, nigga! <laughs> huh? Was I born this morning? Did my mom just give birth to me, like, this morning? Because you must think I am a dumbass. You must think so. Because, nigga, st- cut the shit! Cut the shit! Cut it out, Okay? So then I'm just like, okay, uh-huh. So he was not copping to the fact that he was looking at me like I'm a piece of meat. He was not copping to the fact. So then I succumbed and I, and I say, okay, well, you know, maybe I took it wrong. My bad, whatever. Even though I knew I didn't. And I wish, you know, I think about it now. Like, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I should have just stuck to my guns. But it was just uncomfortable because he was so persistent in lying and trying to gaslit me that I know the truth. So, if you don't want to walk in your truth, sir, that's on you. But, nigga, no, I know. But I'm not going to go back and forth with you. Like, this is not going to be a continuum. You know, we're, we're going to end this conversation here and there. Okay, whatever. So, he then asked me. And mind you, I'm thinking to myself, at what point is he going to ask me for my number? Because we've 
met earlier that day, hung out for a few hours that morning, like within uh, that day. And now we're here later on at night. And he has yet to mention, hey, I would love to, you know, hang out with you, take you out. I would love to get to know you some more. Here's my number. Can I get your, like, there was no point in today, there was no point in that day that he asked me for any of that. Like, there was no numbers being asked. But let me tell you what he did ask for. Let me tell you. And I said this in the previous episode, so you may already know if you remember. But he asked for my, if I have a Snapchat. Yes, the app, you know, Snapchat, the app. <laughs> That's, yeah, that, uh-huh. What? Yeah, yeah. He asked for my Snapchat. Sir. <laughs> Sir, please close your mouth. Close your mouth, because that tongue needs to be right back in your mouth, because that is disturbing. You asked if I have a Snapchat? Not for my number? Not for my direct line? You asked for my Snapchat? Okay, that's... Okay, like, that is the weirdest thing to me. Nigga, what the fuck? What? My Snapchat. You asked for my... I don't even go on... Like, I'm hardly... I don't even use... Even if I did use Snapchat, the answer is still no. Okay? He should ask my Instagram. I would be like, hey, okay, it's Haven more. No, but even then, that's, that is still such a turnoff. Like, you was flirting with me all D, and now you don't have the nerve to even... Even though I was going to sun him, I was going to be like, no. Or even if I did get his number, I was going to curve him and been like, no, I'm not interested. But... I would have respected you more had you come correct, you know, had you approached me correctly and asked for my number. So that was like red flag 10 and 12. Okay. So that was a turn out. I said, no, I don't have a Snapchat. He's like, oh, okay. And he's, he, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> there was no further pursuit. There was no, oh man, how else can I get in contact with her? How, there was no, other alternative it was just like damn i guess that's the only way to talk to maxine <laughs> like sir kiss my black ass it was just so gross anyways <laughs> all of this and i still haven't gotten to the date that i went on <laughs> i'm gonna get to it now you gotta lead up to it you got y'all gotta wait y'all gotta wait <laughs> y'all gotta wait okay so I'm closer to the dance floor, and I'm a little tired. I don't feel like dancing. My feet hurt, even though I have flats on. Your feet could still hurt with flats on, okay? Trust. And I was just like, you know, I'm chilling. So I'm by myself, by the table, while my friends are on the dance floor, including that nigga, that Nigerian nigga. He was on the dance floor. And he would look my way every so often, like put his thumbs up, like, am I good? You okay? You good type of thing. And so, like, I would see that, fine, but okay, that's it. You didn't ask for my number. Ain't, ain't shit happening between us. Like, this is it. <laughs> Trust. So then, <laughs> let's call him New Nigga for now until I get another name. But New Nigga comes through slides right by me and approaches me respectful as hell okay put out his hand like we were like we settled on a business deal 
okay? Um, shook my hand, uh, approached me, said his name, complimented me, like, hi, I'm so-and-so. I just want to say you're very beautiful. And I just, I just had to come over here and introduce myself. Here and there, like, more, more or less. And I'm like, hello? Yes, approach. The, yes, you better you better stick your hand out. You better extend your hand out, okay? There is something to a man who knows how to approach a woman correctly. There is something to that. So I was really I was really taken aback in awe. I was turned on by that and I was like, "Oh, okay." But I was still in a funk. Not a negative funk, but just kind of like, I'm tired. I'm like talking like this whatever. Um, but he was so respectful, and we conversed. He then, I he like asked me a little question, like, "Oh, you know what do you do?" type of thing. He told me what he does, and uh, told me a little bit about himself. I'm just like receiving it. I'm just like, mm, okay, oh, he's very respectful. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, the conversation kind of ended, and he went back to talking with his friend who came up with us. Well, came up with him to approach me he then uh and this whole time i'm noticing nigerian nigga is looking at me like he's looking at me he's like squinting his eyes kind of shaking his head like sir <laughs> let me tell you who i am not <laughs> yours <laughs> hello that's did, did i let me let me type this let me tell you who i am not yours i am not yours so don't look at me as if i owe you anything i don't owe you shit you didn't even come to me correctly you asked if i had a snapchat <laughs> let that sit you asked if i had a snapchat has your way of communicating with me moving forward from this day <laughs> please stay in over there and so he um anyways nudiga he comes back to me and ask, because I wondered, I'm like, hmm, he didn't ask for my number. Okay, that was a nice moment, nice conversation. <laughs> Wash hands, because I'm not chasing not one of you niggas. I don't give a fuck. The conversation will be great and dandy right then and there. If you don't ask for my number, then it will be right then and there. I have moved on from chasing anyone. I have moved on from approaching dudes. I have moved on from even insinuating i want your your method of contact okay so you know if you don't shoot your shot there there we are not on the court anymore the shot is thrown there is no shot i'm moving forward okay and that's just been amazing for me so he came back to me and was like um uh can i you know would you dance with me or i forgot exactly how he said it, but he asked me to dance and i said no <laughs> No, <laughs> no, 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 okay, um, I said no, I said no, but I said no because I just didn't want to dance, I was tired, I didn't want to dance, I didn't want to fake it, I didn't want to, like, really put it on him because these niggas would go crazy, <laughs> I sound so conceited, I swear I'm not, but seriously, I, when I dance with someone, I really dance with someone and they go crazy and it's just annoying, like, oh, relax your dick, relax, please. Anyways, but I just didn't want to dance, okay? So I said no. 
And I'm proud of myself because oftentimes in the past, I would still do things that I did not want to do, but because it was uncomfortable for me to say no, I would still do those things. Just like, you know, dancing with dudes who would ask me to dance, giving out my number. But sometimes I would give out numbers because, you know, you could kill me. <laughs> there, I've heard too many freaking stories of men going crazy, punching women because they said, no, I'm not interested. Therefore, I don't want to give you my number. And women will be so respectful in saying that. And yet I just read a new report of a woman getting punched in the face because she said, I'm not interested. <laughs> And I'm not laughing at her. I'm not laughing at this. Like, I'm just laughing at the audacity of the this, of this situation. Like, you are so miserable in your own mind that you felt like you needed to punch this woman because she said no. <laughs> that is beyond to me. That is so beyond. That's beyond. Anyways, I said no. He put his hand in his on his heart. I was like, oh, man, really? Like, dang. Like, <laughs> And I'm just like, yeah, my bad. Like, okay. Um, so I said, no, he did that. Um, he's like, uh, we moved on from the conversation. It wasn't like, it wasn't awkward after that. He then asked me for my number. Or, so then when he asked me for my number, he kept on talking. Like, I couldn't, I could have responded, right? I could have cut him off, but I was letting him speak. And I think I was being trepidatious, or maybe I showed I was being trepidatious. Either way, um, he then noticed, I think he felt that energy, like, oh, she's not quick to take out her, or, like, give me her number. So he was still persistent and was like, or oh, you could take down my number, you know, that's fine. And you could hit me up if you choose to. This is no pressure. I just would really like to get to know you. I think you're this and that. I think you're beautiful. I'm just like... Okay, nigga. Kobe, shoot your shots. <laughs> I just appreciate that he gave me the option to also, to, well, to either take his number down if I did not want to give him my number, you know? I just think that's really dope, you know? Like, okay, okay, you respect. And I also appreciate that he said, you can hit me up if you want to. No pressure. Like, he did not apply pressure. He didn't make me feel like I, I would be bad for not hitting him up. It was just like, I would really like for you to hit me up, but know that no pressure. <laughs> and what I sensed in that moment was, this nigga is not too cool. You know, and what I mean by that is, a lot of men are too cool to approach women and be direct and be willing to share, hey, I find you really attractive or hey, I would really love to get to know you type of thing. A lot of these niggas are not quick to say that at the first instance at least. And because they're not quick to say that, it comes off that they're too cool and like, oh, whatever, you're just num woman number three who I approached today. Ain't no, ain't no biggie. And so when he said that, it made me feel like, okay, he would really like to get to know me outside of this time and would really like to just converse. Um, I, I said in my response, I was like, you know, I really, you know, oh, I appreciate you saying that, that there's no pressure. He's like, yeah, of course. But, you know, I'm, I'm saying I would really like <laughs> for you to hit me up. <laughs> 
Like, okay, nigga, I heard you the fifth time. <laughs> that was so funny. That was so funny. Anyways, I took down his number because that bitch wanted to be in control. And I did that because I don't like when I give men my number and I get so caught up in my mind thinking, okay, is he going to hit me up now or tomorrow morning? And I said on this podcast before, there is a time limit, okay? If you don't hit me up the following morning, nigga, hit me up that night. Make sure I got home safely. That That's 10 points, okay? You, you, you shot your shot. That's what's up. But if I don't hear from you until after to your deadline of tomorrow morning then i'm extremely turned off and i never want to hear from you again like please you will be blocked okay just because a lot of men like to be too cool like i said a lot of men like to be too cool too cool for school i'm not gonna act like i'm thirsty or i'm sweating her it's like no sweat me make me sweat <laughs> Please do so, because what the fuck? What's the big deal? So anyways, he hits me. No, I hit him up the following day. We're conversing extensively. Like, really good conversation via text and on the phone. Isn't that crazy? Nigga who talked on the phone? Hmm. Something's up. <laughs> that's, no, that's good. Like, something's up in a good way. But we're talking on the phone as well. And... Of course, it's consistent, right? It's consistent. I don't want to get too caught up in consistency because I know I said this before. When, you know, a nigga's consistent, it really turns me on. It's great. You know, it shows your intention and all of this stuff. And, yes, that's true. But I also recognize that, of course, someone will be consistent or at least should be consistent in the beginning stages, right? You should be consistent when... <laughs> you just getting to know me and you want to give a good impression. So, of course, you know, if you're not consistent, then that's just your dumbass decision. Like, that's on you. But, of course, you should be. So, yes, he's consistency, but I'm not letting that get to my head. And it's not to be negative. It's just, of course you are. Like, of course, this, this is the standard that you should be especially during this time. So, of course, you should be. Anyways, let me describe the date. Let me finally get to the date. The date. <laughs> um, oh, no, no. There's, there's a lot to lead up to it. I'll get to it, y'all. I'll get to it. Anyways, um, I mentioned to him prior to our date while we were talking um, that I podcast, that I have a podcast, I have my own podcast, and this is what I do. And I made sure to mention that to him because previously I've hid that information. I felt uncomfortable sharing that because the guy that I dated before who, like, I just felt like he was not supportive in that sense. You know, he was sometimes act like he was in other ways. Like, I remember, anyway, I don't want to say that, but I felt like he wasn't, he wasn't being supportive. I felt like, because on this podcast, I'm the same way as I am outside of this podcast. This is me, this is me just, just talking about what I will talk about, and I just happen to have a mic, right? And I happen to be recording this, you know? Um, but 
the ideas and the thoughts and the experiences and all these things that I would share outside of this podcast, he wasn't really like supportive of my thought process and my free thinking and all these things. Like he would kind of shut me down in a sense. So mentioning, oh, I I had this podcast where I do more of what I do with you. <laughs> and like, I just didn't think he'll be supportive. So I will hide that information. I would not give that information too much light. So, and I realized that's hiding a piece of me. You know, that's hiding what I like to do and what I find passion in and what I enjoy tremendously. So I said to myself, you know, the next guy I date, I'm not, and I even said on this podcast, I was like, oh, I'm not going to tell him that I have a podcast. I just feel like this is going to be my little thing. And no, I have a podcast and what? <laughs> like, and I'm, you know, th- like, this is a part of me. This is a part of what I like to do. And this is a part of who I am. And so if this is too much for you, if you can't handle it, I'd rather you leave now than later after you acted like you could handle it, you know? So I just said to myself, the next guy I date or even talk to into dating, right? I will be forthright and explain, not explain, but just like mention, hey, I have a podcast. <laughs> Feel free to listen, you know, if you, if you so choose, but letting you know, I talk about any and everything that I go through. And you might make an appearance. <laughs> and I don't, and, okay, so I said that to him. He was really just like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. He loves podcasts. And he asked, he kind of asked for my permission, like, oh, do you mind if I listen to your podcast? I'm just like, oh, well, okay, sure. He started from episode one, nigga. <laughs> if you start from, I feel like I've always been myself. But, you know, obviously there was a transition in the earlier episodes to where I am now. So I kind of gave him that disclaimer, like, hey, <laughs> there's a bit of a transition, okay? But he embraced it. He At least he shows that, right? So far, so good. He embraces it and um, will comment on different parts, I, well, different things I've said, and we'll have a conversation based off of that. And it has been a great learning curve for him about me. Like, okay, like not only are we conversing through texts and phone calls, but you're really learning my inner thoughts and what makes me tick and more of who I am that I may not have said directly in our conversations. But now you know because you listen to my podcast. So that was just like, that's romantic. Like you're taking the time to learn me, study me, and... You know, of course, I wish there were, I wish the niggas in my past would have taken time to do that. Learn me, enjoy me. And being on this Close My Legs to These Niggas journey that I'm on, I realized I want someone who enjoys me, period. Not me who has potential to be this, not me who could be this in a few years, you know, like, Enjoy me right now, today, as you are hearing my voice. Enjoy me at this point. And that's what I am realizing more that I am standing in and desiring. And so when he was so receptive to this pod- to my podcast, I was really, like, taken aback. Like, wow, that's really dope that he likes that. So uh, he makes it a point to ask, 
you know, when when can I hang out with you? When can I see you and stuff? So I'm, I'm giving him my availability, nigga. <laughs> I'm free between this time and this date. <laughs> but we uh, finally worked on a date, and he was like, I'm not going to tell you where we're going, but know that we're going to two different spots. Um, I want to meet your, you know, what you enjoy, what you like to do. And I made sure to mention to him in conversation, like, you know, I love adventure. I love eating, of course. I love to have fun and just enjoy myself. And so he picks me up, get in his car. What am I greeted with? A bouquet of flowers. (laughs) Nigga got me flowers. It's the cutest, like, what? That is so, I was so taken aback. And I've gotten flowers in the past. And I'm not saying I got, like, a plethora of flowers from niggas. I haven't. The last person who gave me flowers was my ex-ex-boyfriend. Like, and that was, we were already in a relationship type of thing. But this was my first experience of getting flowers from someone who I am on a date with for the first time. Like, oh, that is really thoughtful. That's sweet. Like, that's really nice. So... Presenting me with these flowers. I'm just like, oh, that's thank you so much. So, okay, so we go out to eat. Um, this nice steakhouse. I love steak. I love good food, period. So steak is one of those good food, one of those good foods I love. So we're eating, conversing, super gentleman like. Next, we go out to, and this is like he wants to, and mind you, it was so cute. The whole time we were on the date, he's like keeping track of the reservation that he has for the next spot that we're going to, and he's just kind of planning it out so cleverly. And not, I mean, not, it's not, it doesn't take a genius, right? But like he's organized and he's taking time to kind of put things together, it's not messy, it's, you know, it's like, okay, this is very thoughtful, like, I appreciate the thought and the effort that you put, be, that you put within this, and so, um, we're finishing up on dinner, he checks his Google Maps, making sure that, you know, there's a good enough time for us to get to the next spot, this is all surprise, right, he's not telling me exactly where we're going, he didn't tell me where we were going to go for the first spot. He said, we're going to go out to eat, I think. I think he did say that. But he didn't tell me where. You know, like, it was just like, okay. Like, you know, a lot of these niggas will ask me, oh, what do you want to do? Okay, what's around here? Like, sir, am I planning this date or are you? <laughs> are you asking me out or did I ask you? Because if you're asking me out, come with the plan. And he came correct with the plan. So we go to the next spot. <laughs> And I'm just trying to figure out, where is he taking me? Nigga, should I call 911? <laughs> it was so secretive. Like, are we going in an alley? Sir, do I need to go? <laughs> where Where are you taking me? No, for real, jokes aside, nigga, where are you taking me? <laughs> where the fuck are you taking me? Okay, so we park. And he takes me to escape room. Y'all know what that is? So I went there for my, one of my birthdays a few years ago. I had uh, an escape room, of, like, activity that, invi- that I invited some of my friends to. And pretty much what it is, is you go to uh, an exclusive room. There's hints in that room that you must solve, different mysteries that you must solve within an hour. 
And after you solve those mysteries, the room, you get a key at the end to unlock the door and get out the room. And if you make it out before the hour is up, you've won this escape room like competition. You don't win anything really. There's this, there's no prize, but it's just a fun. You get to use your mind. You know, you get to be stimulated with thoughts and ideas, and you work together as a team. And it's just exciting. It's just an exciting time, and I love stuff like that. And I, I just like that he took note that I said I love adventure. I love mystery. I love figure things out. I love things like that. And so when he took me there, I was just like, wow, this is really dope. Like, this is really thoughtful. <laughs> I was really thoughtful, like, okay. Only thing is, with escape room, you need a couple people in there to really figure it out, especially if you're not, like, you know, Bill Nye the science guy, nigga. I'm going to need some help. But we got a couple things solved, but, of course, we did not finish it because, apparently, that room, the guy who was, like, um, like the clerk guy, he came in and mentioned how, you know, these rooms are typically for at least four people because there's a lot to unsolve and to complete to the very end there was this movement that we had to do that had to reach from one point to the other point of the room and that couldn't have been done if you know with us just being us two there (laughs) but i love the experience like everything was just so nice and thoughtful and a lot of effort was put into it. So I appreciated that. We ended the date. No kiss. No funny business. Nothing like that. And I'm just like, oh, this is this is this is this is it. <laughs> this was it. <laughs> and I have some interesting thoughts on that. And I'll probably get into it in the Patreon. Um, so please sign up if you have not yet. Uh, but I just think it's interesting when, because there's a level of I'm going to be respectful and I'm going to be nasty, right? (laughs) I've had a lot of niggas been nasty. So I'm thinking, okay, he's just a respectful guy. That is really respectful. And, but I did notice throughout the night, his, uh, body language would show would give me the affection that I like right so like he'll stand closer to me he won't have to put his hand on me or he'll do it in a way that's not sexual and so it was subtle his affections his displays of affection towards me were subtle and I had to look it within I had to look within and realize okay Maybe I'm just a nasty ass. Like, maybe I'm just a big old freak. Big brother. Maybe maybe something's wrong with me. Okay, you have this respectful ass nigga being respectful and shit. And I'm over here. Nigga, if you don't pick me up. (laughs) If you don't pick me up. We are in this room. Nigga, what's up? What are you trying to do, okay? Because I know too many niggas in my past would have been picked me up, okay? And I would have been let up. And it would have been on. And we would have been banned from that escape room. You know what I mean? But <laughs> I am on this close my next to these niggas journey. And I did mention that to him. He knows of that. He respects that. And there's no 
what is it? Like, there's no discomfort in that. There's no, like, he's not, like, you know, some dudes. I remember some guy before I would date, he'll, he would be like, oh, that's dope that you, you know, that you are, you know, celibate or whatever. And he seemed like he was down for the cause. <laughs> Next day, we hung out, okay? Nigga was like, so you, like, really celibate? Like, we can't even do this. We can't even do that. Sir, get out of my face. You know, so I had niggas like that. So it's, it's, it was refreshing to really be respected. And who, look, that was the first date. Trust and believe. Who knows what, what could happen the next date? You know what I mean? And I'm not saying I'm going to open my legs. But I'm saying is it's easy to be respectful one time. Right? It's easy to be, you know, uh, restrained one time. But he would say comments here and there that's, that made me feel good. Like, I, I still want to feel like. You looking at me, you know, I want to feel like, you know, this is, this is right for you. And he said, he said comments throughout the night, like, oh, you looking really good. Oh, you know, I'm trying my best to keep my hands off of you. Like he said things like that, which is like, cute. Okay, that's cute. So I, I appreciate that. But it was just so interesting to me. Like, dang, we, this date really ended and we just hugged. Like, I didn't, like, it wasn't even like a hug hug. It was like a, oh, okay, hug. You know, let's do this again type of thing. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. <laughs> I walked back to my apartment like, ah, so you're not going to pick me up? You're not going to try to come in? <laughs> but that's good. I don't know how long I'm, I'm going to be on this journey, but I'm going to be on it until I feel like it. That's really my thing. But the date went really well. We're still conversing. I'm, I'm going to keep it like that, conversing. I'm going to take things slow because I'm not interested in, like, rushing and uh, blinding my judgment because of lust, because of physical anything. So things, everything will be intentional, you know? I've said many times how, oh, go with the flow. I like to go with how I feel. And although there is beauty in that, I also like to explore and really walk into what it means to be intentional what it means to be intentional in relationships or pending relationships uh because it really sets a standard it really sets a boundary that i want to establish and live by you know i've never really had boundaries uh created in previous relationships everything was kind of okay i'm down i'm down um, sure. That's like I was always kind of easygoing, even for things that I did not like or approve of. And when I would react after the fact, it would not be respected, right? So, and boundaries are more than just stating here's a list of things I don't like. Here's a, here's a list of things that I do like. It's more than that. It's also calling things out after they happen too, and making it clear. This is non-negotiable. I don't appreciate this or I do appreciate this. You know what I mean? So it's being vocal. And I've been growing more into my voice. Having this podcast has really aided me in being more vocal in expressing what I like, what I don't like. So I'm excited that this is going at a, at a good pace. Not too fast. Not fast at all, nigga. It was, it's just, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. 
And there's a friendship that is growing from it. And I want a friendship. Because many times I've been, I say many times a lot, many times, many times. But I've been, I've been in situations where we fucking right now. <laughs> okay? But it's like, damn, what's your favorite color? <laughs> Tell me, what do you like to do for fun? How do I already know with your dick in my mouth? Like, all these things that I just, I'm tired of it always going to. So I'm grateful that it's different, you know? But anyways, I'm going to move on and head on out. Thank you for tuning in. I'll check in with you guys next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. Be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. And also leave a comment. God bless.